know what? It is so fucking passe for podcaster full of talking. Let's just sit here in silence. There you go. And win all the awards. Yeah. Most original podcast 2015. <laughs> Welcome to the Video Gamer UK podcast. Uh, it's, uh, oh, I don't know what day it is. To be honest, I don't much care. I'm joined by uh, Simon Miller. Yo. Steve Burns. Hello. And the delightful David Scammell, as usual. My nipples are hard. It's really cold. <laughs> Do you it, know your nipples are hard? Or are you deliberately feeling them because it's cold? Well, I, I like to what it is. Okay. To be honest, mate, I think you're making them hard with what you're doing there. Well, no, but they are, though. People are going to be glad there's no visual component to this. Right mm. now. There will be soon. Will there? And you can see... Oh, uh, Christ. You yeah, can see Dave playing with his nipples in yeah. Oh, wow. We're I forgot about first, that. You're in uh, trouble, Dave. Big doing time. Doing our first live podcast on Thursday at 1 p.m. Are we? Tune in or tune wow. in. Wow. That's exciting, isn't Thursday it? Thursday at 1 p.m. Is it going to be cameras? tomorrow for most people listening to this. So. Cameras? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Whole oh, shebang, yeah. yeah, yeah wow. Yeah. If you do touch your nipples on camera, everyone's going to see it. Probably not going to be in here. It's probably going to sound a little bit different to what people used to because we'll do it in the studio. I'll do it in the studio. And, uh, oh, yeah. Wow. It's just like a live stream, isn't it, really? Can we it's going st- to be billed as the topless scammel podcast. Ooh. ooh. Right. <laughs> the hard nipples of scammel live. <laughs> can in we your put face? stuff on the green screen in the background? Uh, yes, we can do that if you want. We can make it like a Mario level or Green Hill Zone. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. We can, we can do all of these things, Dave. We can literally do whatever we want. That's amazing. I mean, it'll look terrible, but no, we can do it. Um, nah, nah, it'd be fine, wouldn't it? It'd be funny. Yeah. We haven't got ILM's budget, really, so that's... Uh, Who? Call my limits. boy, innit? There are limits. Um, right. Let's uh, you know, get into it, because we haven't got much time. To Damn do. right. This is what I like. You do. take the fucking ball by the horns. You ride it, and you ride it hard. <laughs> What? But yeah. yeah, no, seriously, we've got lots to fucking do today. Yeah, it's a big so, day. Uh, is it? It is a big day, yeah. And um, you will find out why soon enough. So yes, don't you, get crazy yes, about this podcast. Yes, I found unless some Danny Wallace books in yes, the office you. earlier. <laughs> That's a clue. It's not Danny Wallace. It's not Danny Wallace. Right, uh, Burns. Hi. You've been playing The Order. Everyone's been playing The Order. Evidently. I played it twice. I played it <laughs> twice. <laughs> in the morning. Burns took, played it twice as well. In fact, oh, yeah, very much did. <laughs> the second run through was... <laughs> Collectively, uh, the people in this room have played more of the order than everyone on the internet defending the order. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, I still keep seeing comments about this. Oh, I don't believe you could ever finish it in that sort of time. It's, that we've on, quoted. it's just right there. It, every, we did. Burns was on his phone pissing about. <laughs> At one point, someone left my, my co host of the stream. Uh-huh. left the room yeah. and then I left the room to go and get something there's about five <laughs> solid minutes of people just looking at a chair with a, a, a bear in it going you didn't tell me that world class entertainment this is great fucking hell you kept that quiet that's know, mortifying I, I five did, minutes of dead air I did, yeah that's I, like the number one no no you yeah. ruined Jim's day I didn't come I didn't go just go out to you know do a jobby Jim you went for I went, shit I went to go and get yeah. you Jim yeah. and you went no, I can't do it. Uh. Well, I, I was busy doing stuff. Yeah, also, were, when I went for a jobby, I left you on the. I left you there. I didn't I go. I didn't go. I'm I going left... for a jobby. Come with me, Dave. I just sat yeah. there with Diddy. I for left Pishy there, and he seemed to. He seemed to really be uh, yeah. dialing up the crowd. Actually, to be fair, Pishy can 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 uh, hold people. Exactly, Pishy's yeah. moustache is incredible. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing that's come out of the uh, order. Pishy and Deddy have been fucking rocking it recently. Exactly, yeah. they're going to get GMAs. I Rise of Star. Uh, you know, when we're not here, I'd like to imagine them sitting there playing poker, chomping cigars. No, exactly. it's, it's like Toy Story. No, oh, yeah. it's exactly like Toy Story. <laughs> Like, or Ted. Dead. It's more like Ted. Dead. <laughs> like on Sunday night, you'll just say, oh, these fucking bell ends will be back soon. 
let's, let's go to bed. Um, right, uh, but yeah, the order. Uh, we we've talked a lot about the order. We we've, we've said what we think of the order multiple times. Yeah, so I wanna, I think... all this noise has made me want to play the order. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's the case yeah, for quite a few people. The negative press has actually done a really good job. Well, so. that's the thing. That's yeah. the thing. So uh, I find I find it quite funny when there was a there was a bit of Twitter beef recently when. Uh, somebody said, uh, why do the press hate games? This is not a 6 out of 10 game. Why do we give them uh, advert money and stuff? Oh, it's a Santa Monica guy, right? Uh, it's a Santa Monica guy. A guy who worked on PlayStation All-Stars. What did he say? I missed this. He said, why well, Santa do Santa Monica we... help with the development of The Order? Yeah. yeah. But they also, this guy in particular worked on PlayStation All-Stars, right? right? Okay. When he said know. that... He, so he knows about shit games. Like, so, <laughs> but, um, when he said... a cult of, of uh, Rabina he, then. He <laughs> said the games press don't know what they're talking about, basically. He uh, basically said, well, that's th- true. Th- this is not a 6 out of 10 game. Fucking is. But it doesn't make sense. There's not <laughs> one solid review score system. It can be whatever. You can be a but, 1 out of 10 it, if you it, want it to be. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking it, arbitrary it, it numbers. It was this idea that, it, also then suggesting that if the press give things bad scores, then we should stop doing business with them. So, yeah, because that's uh, all about ethics. That's ridiculous. I've like, seen it. Go on, Miller. Well, I'm just going to say, like, developers coming out and defending stuff negatively is ridiculous. You come out and say, look, we think we made a great game. If you don't think so, okay, but we're really proud of it, done and dusted. Mm. I don't understand all this anime. You know, it's like, oh, let's rile everybody up. It's like, there's no need. Like, you're never going to release something that is universally praised. So just be proud of what you've done. Put out the product that you want and then stand by. You don't have to go and then take shots at people. There's a few comments I've seen recently that are saying, oh, you know, press hate video games. Yeah, I've seen and, a lot of that. And that's one that I take sort of particular, I have a particular problem with because I wouldn't be doing this job if I didn't love video games. Mm-hmm. I spend the vast majority of my free time playing video games because I want to play video games. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure there are some people out there that do it as a job, maybe. Yeah. But to sort That's of, the same with all walks of life. No, no, no. And, and it's this sort of throwing everyone under the same umbrella type thing. Just yeah. generalisation and throwing everyone it's in the amazing, same it's group. Actually, it's actually one of the few occupations where you do actually actually love what you do. I mean... You know, yeah, I love being mad at people. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, just video games happen to be part of that. But, but you know, like people, people I get working it. in call centres aren't like, oh, fuck, I love answering phones. I answer phones all <laughs> the time when I'm in the house. But, you know... <laughs> Um, they might but everyone uh, I get it if you work on a game you're going to be upset if it gets lower scores yeah. than you want it to hey, yeah, that's fine but then just have that conversation you don't have to go on, yeah. a, on this vitriolic tirade like this is terrible there's a bigger yeah. problem in just, it's not your game just well, wasn't I think it's just the perfect I mean, I mean, time for that to happen isn't it with the whole true. conversation last yeah. year but that only feeds into that that only adds to the problem that only adds mm. to this oh, no, whole totally, thing yeah. where it's like you know it's, the focus is always on the wrong thing the focus yeah. should be on the game yeah, yeah. so you should come out and say no I actually don't agree with this because I think we've done X, Y and Z that's just my opinion. I worked on it or whatever. It's, like, it's fine, but it's not. It's yeah. always the problem is the person. You never look at the game anymore. It's mm. always the shit around the game, which is ridiculous mm-hmm. and nonsensical. And to be honest, in the grand scheme of things, people don't give a shit. They just want to play games. So yeah. just like give them a game to play and then we can all chat about whether we like it or not. That is all that it needs yeah. to be. It doesn't need to get into this. I used to love a good console war. Back in the SNES <laughs> and Mega Drive days, it was great, but the yeah, internet's made it really just hostile now. Just because you were a yeah. child. And it's just, no, exactly. But it's a shame that there can't be that sort of playful fun. Mm. We're like, oh, my console's better than yours. Rather yeah, than true. this horrible stuff that mm. sort of twists it just beyond a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, but the, the, these comments from people that are 
You know, we could say the same thing. We can go, well, you're ruining developer side of things because you're not focusing on the right stuff. But it's like, it's, it's pointless. Well, for so long, it's been, oh, the press overrate things and they should really score things, you know. Yeah, and but that's and I thing, think the order, like, I, I, you know, I agree with your review. I don't think you were harsh on it at all, Steve. I think that was quite a no. fair review. I like the order and, in a lot of ways. And well, the idea that people are now going, oh, people have rated the order too low. And yeah, yeah. It, and you put the dicks. We've had, um, <laughs> it's, it's interesting, actually, because we... I think we thought that our that, that it was going to be scored a lot higher than it was, like industry wide. I thought it was going to be quite divisive. I yeah. thought there'd be similar people. Thought, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't yeah, expect yeah. the general. I thought sort of I thought there'd be a you know a few nines and stuff like cause, from know, big are, from big yeah. players. Yeah, yeah, from idiots. But it, <laughs> but um, we were actually one of the more positive reviews because we we were one of the few review, review although we gave it a six. Like in the text, we were like. This has got something. This has got a fantastic. Yeah. The world building's also. Amazing. I should point out, six know. out of ten is a good score. Yeah, it's a yeah, good yeah. score. It's not like, a bad is score. Is it one score above the average <laughs> point, which means your game is above average? Yeah, yeah. Just want to point that out. Yeah, yeah. Nobody uses the whole, yeah. the whole yeah. scale anymore. Though, exactly. Do they? If I stand by, I stand by that to the fucking the end. Because like can... you know, a, a twenty fifteen six is like a nineteen ninety two one. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, Steve and, and Dave, we've talked about this since oh, since we all played it and the general consensus in the office is wouldn't mind seeing the sequel to that someone gets things compared better, it to Assassin's Creed uh, mm. on my Twitter feed yesterday yeah. and I think that The Order is a much better game than the original Assassin's Creed the original Assassin's Creed would have would have struggled to get four if I was reviewing it I think because yeah. it, it was, I remember I bought it people were like oh video game journalists don't buy games I bought that game mm-hmm. and I was like this is fucking trash. Same day as Mario Galaxy, I think. Was it? Yep. Dave. Yep. Lovely Remember stuff. Remember that? Game Station. Oh, man. Good I was days. in, I was in Stains. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. But, uh, yeah, the, the Order does have something. Radio Dawn, it's not like Radio Dawn are really bad. Uh, you know, they've oh, made wow. some great games They've the made past. some really good But they've re- always been sort of um, but the, lower mid-budget type thing. And yeah. they, have they ever made a game that is their original concept? Haven't they just taken other people's concepts? They've done p- uh, handheld spin-offs, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. They've never actually... Daxter, was it? Yeah, this Daxter, is their yeah. first, I think. This is their yeah. first kind of... This is our... Yeah. But they got, you know. they got the best part. This is, this is the thing. is They got the, the original IP-ness. Your <laughs> 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 penis? They got that part right. They, you know, they got a good saying, concept... But... Yeah, you know all of the stuff that you, the, in terms of their production values, the music is really good, mm-hmm. the looks really good. It's, they don't feel like, you know, some of that stuff, some of the the aesthetics and the, the sound is like Kojima Productions level good. You oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the other stuff, and I, I actually think it's when you think about Kojima being very self indulgent, and he is in a, in a lot of his games. Uh, in fact, most of them. Then you look at it next to the order, and they've got quite similar, you know, production values. All of this, and you think that shows how good Kojima is at mixing, you know, the elements of cinema and games. He doesn't get it right. Yeah. All, in fact, he doesn't really get it right a lot, but he gets it far better than yeah. than the order does. But the order still has something, and strip out a lot of the, or you know, a lot of the storytelling, make it mm. a bit more dynamic in the order to. To order two eighteen eighty seven, whatever they're going to call it, <laughs> but there is something there, and I do think they they are a talented studio. And what's more fascinating to me, and the order is, it won't just stand as a, a, a kind of all right third person shoot. It's going to be a fascinating post mortem on that game. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will be interested to see just exactly what happened from reveal when it was like, oh werewolves, it be werewolves, and there's like, well actually, there's some werewolves, and mm-hmm. and 
through their milestones. I think that's going to be a really interesting case study to use a terrible yeah, phrase on on how because there's been this thing that's blown up, hasn't there? Mm. Where the writer of Borderlands Two kind of wrote that he'd ap- apologised essentially for mouthing off when he was a writer, journalist or whatever, blogger mm. as he calls it, mm. for Kotaku about games development. And he's like, no, no, I was in games development. I realise it is quite hard. It's like, yeah, we, yeah, we understand. Some of his points were quite good. Uh, I, think I don't that, understand I think how that, you fail to realise that before you end yeah, up. I think that, if you're in that position. I think that's a good... I thought it was like a piece that a lot of people should read. Mm. But I did think that, like, if any of these were revelations to him as a games writer or as a games critic, then he couldn't have been a very good one. I don't know anything about the guy, to be fair. That is the only thing of his I've ever read. But, like, the the idea that, you know, making making an NPC in a video game is actually quite a lengthy process that requires, like, various stages of modeling Mm. and animation and lots of planning, lots of time and, like, that's not a, that's not a, a, that's not news to anyone. Yeah, and if it's news to you, you you obviously haven't thought very much. Yeah, about and it, when he know? said, "Oh, and then it has to go into first person," you need to use a different model. Like, yeah, but what <laughs> what he what he failed to mention, and this is probably it is maybe because the projects he's worked on maybe didn't have any of this, mm-hmm. is that stuff that is bad in games isn't mm. just isn't just down to stupidity that's one of his points like you can't just say they're stupid sometimes you can say that some of the decisions they make are incredibly stupid and they're told yeah, yeah. on a daily basis that it is stupid they do it anyway for reasons mainly related to their own hubris but <coughs> what in bigger studios the problems that you have are yeah. to do with people are to do with bureaucracy and that would have been a more interesting spin on that, I See, think. I wanted to ask you about this, Burns, because obviously you have had a little bit of experience in this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you teased, well, you didn't tease, as so much said about the bad company glitches. Yeah. I saw your tweet last night. Mm-hmm. Is there any stuff like that when they're aware of things that could go bad? Or, or go back to what you were saying about decision making and things like that, and they've just stuck to it anyway. Mm-hmm. Is there anything we can talk about? Or is that all sort of yeah, I think we, stuff I think that we should can stay in the past? No, you you can talk about those things. So the I tweeted saying that the second point the guy made was really good. Just before you continue, this is the uh, we're not editing this podcast at all. Just yeah, that's fine. Just to remind you again. Well, I've already I've already just tweeted to... it, so and I've, I've talked about it. Just uh, to remind you again. I mean, that Patreon money can't all be spent on lawyers. So <laughs> private eye, yeah. call him his only, only some of it. <laughs> but. Um, well, Burns yeah. has talked about this before. He worked yeah. in QA and all that I've stuff. I've written yeah. a feature about if, if yeah. This guy's saying, uh, this is the point that I thought was uh, really quite good. He said that a lot of games don't look very good until the run-up, until the run-in, as it were, in development. I think this is what Naughty Dog said quite recently. They yeah. don't see, like, until two months away from launch, quite how good, quite what they've got. But th- and, that's that's kind of the same with, with a lot of fields. Even with even in some ways with writing, you know, you, you'll have you know some disparate elements of like bigger features you're putting together, and right until it works, it doesn't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But about the example I use was Battlefield Bad Company's PS3 build. Shh, when you fired a gun, it just fired black texture corruption. <laughs> so much so that we were I like, love that feature, yeah. Like, <laughs> When's this game meant to be coming out? And it, you know that kind of thing swept through the the test floor. People thinking, is this going to be fixed? Like it's got to be fixed because just when you fired a gun and it went like yeah. a little portal of, of blackness, <laughs> and you could move around the texture corruption, which was people started to try and draw pictures using it. <laughs> you see, it was just you know <clears throat> something which uh, probably shouldn't have been doing. But you know that sort of stuff happens all the time. But what's more, like I said, what's more interesting is the 
is the the politics behind which features stay, which features go, who do you listen to, some hubris, as I said, like EA were really bad for hubris. Yeah. Well, not all of EA, pretty much just Criterion's executive branch. Uh, really, really bad. Like, and the I just tweeted saying about you know Penny Arcade when the Burnout Paradise demo came out, and like, why hasn't it got quick retry? And I tell you, I called the because I was a senior tester here, and I called the person who worked with me, and I was like, "Have you seen what Penny Arcade have been saying?" And he was like, "No." So I sent him the link, and he was like, "Fucking yes!" Because we've been saying it every day for months. Like, you can't have a racing game where to start an event you have to drive across the map. Then if you wreck in the first corner, you have to then drive back across the map. It's crazy. So yeah. it's people making decisions above that actively were like, "No." We yeah, keep it the way it is. But because because <laughs> they the, patched that in later. Well, they, yeah, exactly. And then we came in the the next day, and it was you know it was you know when you come in at in certain like workplaces and something's happened and everyone's <laughs> a bit of a hush and people have to have a chat about. Oh yeah, like you know like oh we got to do this like you know in the war room they're like well why didn't it's almost like well why didn't anyone tell me about this it's like. But we did every day, and there is a, a huge political element to any any you know double A or triple A game where a lot of money is involved. So that's that's more interesting. Just saying, oh, I didn't know that the the character models took a long time to uh, get done is fucking stupid. To be fair, <laughs> it is honestly a fucking. But stupid not time. knowing the fact that if you want to license a bit of music, say if your game's called Burnout Paradise, yeah. and you uh, just had the off the cuff idea that you can't have a game set in Paradise City without it opening to Paradise City because yeah. that sounds really cool, that you're going to have to pay Axel Rose a fuck ton of money and yeah. that's going to be a whole thing. And you're not uh, Axel Rose likes it's... money as yeah. well. Like he, li- he likes having a lot of it. Yeah, and you're not going to yeah. know, you know, in, in other projects how features are going to be, you know, when you first start a game, you're not going to know if calling one of your maps something that's set in the Middle East is going to be offensive or not. And, you know, you might have to change that. Or that you can't go prone in Battlefield Bad Company because apparently it's a legacy bug from old Battlefield games where you can clip through the scenery. <laughs> so that's the reason why some of these things aren't in there. That's the, the fascinating thing. And that's why, and this is why I get his, his broader point yeah. about yeah. not saying, well, this is stupidity because all of those things come together mm. and then there's the added pressure of you've got money, marketing, PR, you've got yeah. studio heads saying, well, where's the game? And sometimes if someone else is being a dick right mm. down the chain... It affects it. See, the, the takeaway from it is that his, his point was not let's stop criticizing games or anything, as some people appear to have taken it online. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, you, you can't criticize a product because otherwise you'd be really mean to the people who made it. It's oh, not man, about that can we at just all. touch on that for one second? Like, <laughs> you cannot have this, you know, if a creative or entertainment product is put out there, mm. you cannot let's say, oh, you can't, don't say that because the developers may, the, the disconnect is, yeah, is huge. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter who made it. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter. It's all about the product. People like to piss out of us all the time. Exactly. I got exactly. a comment for looking for subtitles and audio options the other day. Hey, yeah, that utter was, buffoonery, that was... I think was the quote. <laughs> utter buffoonery, just <laughs> we, want to find the subtitle. <laughs> we, got a, we got a form of anti-Semitism yesterday. Yeah, so, oh, we did. So yeah, sometimes, yeah. you know, you just have to, there has to be a disconnect between those two things. So anyone that thinks... Because where does it end? Yeah. Where does it end? What? What? When do you just have to stop criticizing oh, everything? Like the amount so. of times we've put up like a, a review that's maybe not a hundred percent complimentary, and we've had someone in the comments complaining 
um, that we're somehow responsible for the fucking mortgages of the people who worked on the game. That, that's the thing. It's like it has nothing. It has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Like you know, we're not talking about life or death here. And I think yeah, that's, yeah. I know it sounds a little bit over the top, yeah. but it's true. It's a video game that we are casting an opinion on. That is yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. It is no. We don't, I don't give a shit if you know. Whoever, I don't care. I don't care if Sony made it. I don't care if Microsoft made it. I don't care if Nintendo made it. You just review the product, be put in there, and there's no personal issues. That's the whole point. I just want to get that out of there because I cannot stand it when people go, oh, you've got to think about people making it. All right, 10. Everything gets 10. <laughs> it's just it's 10 because we don't want anyone to be everyone, sad. Everyone like, gets a 10 for But they know. Yeah. And, and this uh, is the thing. This was the guy's yeah. last point, wasn't it? Yeah. And this is why I don't think that his overall thing was don't criticize games, as mm-hmm. he was saying, is that he was saying that they know what's mm. wrong with the game because any big studio has yeah. you know weekly or you know twice weekly confidence reports which go out now again there are there are problems with that with bureaucracy say at ea if you gave your confidence report anything less than 3 out of 5 i think they'd be like well you can't say it's that bad I'm like well Maybe we should. Yeah, exactly. So confidence report. Yeah. Literally, how confident On, are you in the game? How with confident the game? you are with the with the build as it stands? Right. And as if it, and if this was released were. today, what would be the feedback? Is it that sort of thing, or how confident do you think kind it's going to turn out? Kind of more about this is the work that you had to do to bring it up to your next to, to build towards the next milestone. Right, how confident right. are you? You're going to achieve that. That what needs to be mm. done. Right. And uh, yeah, so. They know, everyone knows, but may, maybe the guys at the very top who are still, you know, grand visioning in mm. their ivory towers don't, and trust me, I've met a few of them. But the people who are making it, they know. And so when yeah. the reviews come out, they'll probably be like, yeah. And so I get that, you know, they're not idiots. Like anyone who has the capacity to make a game is not yeah. an idiot, but they can. That doesn't exempt them yeah. from making stupid mistakes. And it's fair to call them as long as they are actually stupid. The other thing as well is that when you're making something, you're like you're you're looking at it from an inch away. You know, you're mm. you're, you're looking at the brush strokes and stuff like that. And the people who you're making that for will 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 just see it as a whole thing. Won't get yeah. you know. Won't, won't obviously won't. And don't have to appreciate the intricacies of how you put it together, the, every decision you made along the way. Mm. So there's, there's an automatic disconnect between sort of creators and consumers because you just have a different, ang- you, you've got a different perspective naturally on the, on what's being made. Um, the, the, the takeaway for me though, the guy writing the, the, this article, I can't remember his name. You should probably look it Anthony up. Anthony Birch, wasn't it? Is that his name? Is it? Yeah, it was on Kotaku. Um, but he said that, you know, that he, he, he quoted himself from um, much earlier writing where he said he, he described Assassin's Creed as a piece of shit and uh, described everyone working on it as a piece of shit made by a bunch of idiots. That's not representative of games writing. Like, because, I mean, even like the word, like even the, the, the most damning review I've ever written, and I'll mention it all the time because I quite like the work, I quite like writing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, even the most damning things that we write about video games, we, you don't say everyone made this as a fucking idiot because mm. that's, not, that's not a rational view. It's not a nuanced view. The, the product might be fucking stupid, but... Yeah. Uh, it's like Michael Bay, you know? Like, Michael Bay is one of the most talented fucking directors on the planet. The fact that he makes piss, I mean, it's, because, mm. it's not because he can't make films or that he's stupid. 
it's because you know he, he's making them for a certain market. Yeah, he the knows his audience. To fuck yeah, exactly. exactly, and he can't say it doesn't but, work because well, every exactly. one of his films is Michael really so stupid. He's driving around a Ferrari California yeah, exactly. right now, firing a machine gun. Please let him go, it's Michael Bay. It's like, you know when people say that Michael Bay's got no fucking directing talent. Every film he makes makes a fucking billion dollars. I think he's got some talent. But this this goes back to the point. You know, I was ch- you were chatting about. Well, I think off fair, I can't remember offer on now. Is mm. that you know the 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 negative people are always the loudest, but they're always mm. usually the minority. But they'll, yeah, they'll shout exactly. and scream and they'll throw their toys out the, the pram. Where as most people are just happy to take things. Yeah, whatever. I'm talking yeah, of talking really of movies though, as well. You look at movie reviews; they're far more sort of varied in, in, in scale well oh, that's yeah. what I'm saying but you know what I mean they're, they're often far more scathing than games movie reviews, yeah. 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 reviews will go to the director and say he has fucked this up like he, yeah. you know, he's, he's, he's bad, you know, poor vision or poor you know editing yeah. whatever and they will point the finger and like great films will sit on like 75 Metacritic or something like that whereas you know if you've got a 79 rated game that's a bad game in, in a lot of yeah. people's eyes you know so yeah, yeah. yeah I mean someone, someone said that you were the Mark Kermode of games the other day <laughs> What shit hair? That's terrible opinions. I like Commode. I, I read his book. I actually. love Commode. Speaking of Commode and, uh, and Simon and, and reviews, uh, I read uh, Commode's book um, Hatcher Job. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of it's uh, applied because it's mainly concerned with, despite the title, uh, you know, technological advance, the role of the critic, and you know, it's it's quite a good read as well. If, if you know, if you're into video games, criticism, and I remember reading it thinking, yeah, you know, a lot of this kind of kind of applies as well, but. Um, but yeah, am I Camo? Do I love The Exorcist? It's Kane Lynch too. My my The Exorcist. If I just <laughs> keep on going on. Kane Lynch, Lynch too is your Exorcist. Well, I get on Channel Four yeah, presenting exactly. a documentary about the other thing. Exactly. The other thing is well, not that far away <laughs> as it might be. But in the era we live in, everyone's a game critic. Everyone's a game critic. Like you, mm. you can tweet 140 characters. I think this game is shit. And you have critiqued yeah. a game. Yeah. Like just because You've some literally people, published a review. Yeah, yeah, just because you know us, for example, are doing it for a specific publication, it makes it no difference. These people are going games journalists don't want to talk about. You, everyone's a games journalist. If you want to see the old one. politics like, thing, I don't. No, I don't know anything about politics. He says off to his job to engage in another day of workplace petty politics. Exactly. I do you know? think. I do think though, in some publications, I'm not going to name names, that there is a disconnect do it, between. Do, it. No, do a hand signal. There is a disconnect between the people that work. The New York there Times, Dave, and, ridiculous. And the reader. Do you know what I mean? I think there's an element of they think that they are above them oh, and no. they are this is yes I totally, we're going to lead the discussion here and there's pretense in video games I think, hugely but I think that works both ways as well it's going to sound a bit egotistical but from our point of view I don't think we're like that I think we're just guys that like games that tell you what we think of them essentially whereas I don't think a lot of professionals in this industry perhaps do think no, I, I think a lot of publications would, would want to make that claim though I think with us it's true but <laughs> yeah the um but it's like it's like boy bands, isn't it? You know, every every fucking boy band of the nineties did a press thing where they were like, "Oh, we're just a bunch of guys who like hanging about with each other," you know. But um, I think the difference—they uh, all is fucking that... said that every single fucking one. Yeah. I think we're more eager. Right, we'll, we'll try not to do too much network gazing, but I think every video gamer we're a bit more eager to take the piss out of ourselves <clears throat> as much as everyone. It's that mm. you know the South Park thing. Like you're not saying we're as good as South Park, obviously, but everyone kind of gets hit in South Park, right? Because everyone is culpable in some way. Everyone is part of the, the yeah, it's whole... either it's all okay or none of it's okay. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, I say I hate game journalists all the time. I hate some of them. I hate all <laughs> of them. <laughs> you know, there are... It doesn't matter. Let's, say, let's say you hate everything and everyone and every game. Who gives a fuck? Just, but but I cares? know that I... This is the thing is that I know that I'm not 
in, in terms of like intelligence or whatever, I'm not as smart as anyone that makes video that makes video games that puts them together that designs them. But you that you know that doesn't make really a difference in being able to critique the elements as they are in their final form or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But we, I think, there's a lot of stuff on video gamer where we take the piss out of ourselves and the industry as a whole, where other people just are a bit too po-faced to do it. Oh, I think too much that creates that disconnect yeah. because people when they because now you used to be on the mountain, right? You used to be on the mountain and you give your opinion. Now you don't give your opinion, you start a discussion, essentially. Uh, but some people, when they're asked about it, they, they just won't engage. We, you know, have to, as long as you're not getting called out, we engage with you know, people, we talk to them. If we're wrong or if we think we've been a bit stupid, there's been times when we've been wrong and we've been like, no, actually, we have been wrong. You know, or maybe we've taken a joke a bit too far. <laughs> even then, you know? even when you come out, the best bit was you say, oh, you know, this is our opinion, but you fucking don't know what you're talking about. So you come out and say, you know what, we're right, we didn't know what you're talking about. Oh, you should never go back on what you said. This is the point. These Last people, us, right? <laughs> yeah, these people are, are unpleasable and it's just... It is, it, there is an element of unpleasable. I mean, just we'll, we'll kill the naval gears and stuff in a second, but um, I fucking highly amused the other day when uh, when you did that top five graphical showcases video. It was like, it's a classic fucking Miller trolls the <laughs> Miller trolls everyone video. And, and uh, the spinning sad face. And people were, people were upset set on a certain gaming forum that Miller's opinion was not consistent with a review that was written by someone who no longer works here five years ago. <laughs> and someone even said, well, some pointed this out and the next post was, well, a, a bit of consistency is too much to ask, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah it but is, actually. You know what? Even if I had written it two days ago, if I want to change my damn mind, <laughs> I'm changing my damn mind. <laughs> it ain't the fucking... Constitution. Yeah. It is a, it's really You're never going to change your mind on Wolfenstein, though, Miller, are you? Fuck Wolfenstein. <laughs> you hear me? People that like it, fuck that piece of shit video game. You're wow. Feel, feel the rage inside you're well, building up. Also, on the topic yeah, of... This is the last thing like to say about the order. <laughs> on the topic of, of the order and yeah, scores, yeah. and so we should probably talk about the GIF. Yeah. Now, I thought of the that, GIF. the idea of the, the score GIF... Oh, sorry, yes. Yeah. When I was watching Geordie Shaw. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the best thing to ever come out of anyone associated with Jory Shaw. But, you know, the thinking behind it was, let's, you know, not as a... People thought it's unprofessional. Those guys have worked really hard and you make it look like... If you've not seen it, it's, you know, it's a picture of Galahad in portrait and then it looks like a nine and it rotates into a six. Then his moustache, which has been missing, comes down, <laughs> like the deal with it thing. The, the glasses pop on and with the old Spider-Man PlayStation font, it says mm -hmm. deal with it. Now... At first glance, a lot of people took that to mean that we were giving Ready at Dawn the fuck off, that we were like, ha-ha, your game, you thought it was going to be really good, now it's the thing. It's not that at all. That is a piss take of literally everyone associated. That's the developer mm -hmm. for the moustaches and everything, but mainly that was the forums of the, no, it's going to make a bomber incoming or it, it's going to it, get it, a, it and then it changes. Funny. It was funny to see people, people on NeoGAF going, you know, if I was Sony, I'd be really pissed off. And I was thinking, it's a dig at you. It's not yeah, a dig at Sony. Exactly. <laughs> but but anyway. even, even if it is a dig at Sony, it's just a bit of fun. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's just a bit of fun. If you're going to take things that seriously, you've got to rethink a lot. There was that music <laughs> review years ago. I've said this before to you guys. Music review where the review was just a gif of a monkey pissing into his own <laughs> mouth. <laughs> 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 that was it. There's no text. Oh. Well, there might have been a paragraph or whatever, but... The review of that Yes album that was just called No. It yeah, just said no. no. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> but, right. 
right. Last, my, my last... original second opinion on your order review was just going to say see above. Yeah, um, but that's the thing. I think I think people confuse uh, humour with unprofessionalism sometimes, just because yeah. that's what they're used to, right? It goes back to what we were saying about certain publications, yeah. Post etc., etc. They're used to this level of what they deem professionalism, sort of straight laced. Yeah. We're going to you know, dry stuff, but essentially. I, don't, I, and I still don't even know well, what that unfortunately, means, Unfortunately, that, that's gonna, that, well, that kind of coverage is going to slowly die, frankly, because um, you can't... In, in the world that we now live in, it, it, it's as much about personality as it is about the criticism. But it, it's, so it's not just... It's, it is about personality, but it's not just about, you know, our particular brand of personalities. It's about not being pretending to be the be-all and end-all. And people often yeah. bring up Roger Ebert and say, oh, Rebo, uh, Ebert was the, the best you know, the critic of his time and, and all of this. And say, so, yeah, but Roger Ebert changed his fucking mind a lot. And he had an ongoing conversation. And what he did was he took those, his rethinks or you know, when he saw a film again with a few years in between, and he used that as a, as a kind of stepping off point to chat with his audience via his reviews. And his review of Apocalypse Now, Redux, changed, almost changed the way completely I thought about the movie. But he'd also had, so it came out in 1979, the original, and that one came, and Redux was like, what, early 2000s? So he'd had a lot of time to think about it, and things changed, and the world had changed. And he was like, you know, actually, my review of this wasn't wrong, but I've changed my mind on it. Mm. And so that whole consistency thing... What, what does that mean? And, and don't get me wrong, I think there's a place for serious sort of in-depth analysis type reviews. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I love Digital Foundry and that's one of I the driest really thing, you know, oh, you could man. ever read. But Rivita. I think there's equally a place where you can have, you know, have a bit of... <laughs> 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 we can have a bit it's of really fun good, and, and lighten up and I, you know I don't think there's anything wrong with us no, trying to do that but that's the thing I, as the, this is the point as well is that if you're happy to accept that you know there is this very serious very professional I don't like the word professional that's not true but very serious mm. Rivita coverage as we say that is cool but you have to accept there has to be the other side of the coin as well because if everyone's doing the same why why not just have one mother website that we all go to mm. and all feed off his teat well, I, think you know I, mean? I think that's what's happening in the industry isn't it we see well, a little people bit, closing but, up and, right we but, need to cut this off now we've been gone on about this for half an hour <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking back on the bull again there we right. go Dave, high, high pressure podcast ball. Dave, fucking hello ball. you've been playing Captain Todd I have Jim is it any good it is quite good Captain Todd feels like a very Dave Scammell game tell us more does it yeah, I would have said it wouldn't feel like a Dave Scammell game at all. Well, an isometric it, puzzle but... game doesn't sound like a Dave Scammell game. <laughs> no, it is very good. And you know, I'm going to get a lot of flat because it's probably about the same length as the order is, but you are playing it throughout the entire time that you're playing Captain yeah. Toad. Oh, yeah. Well, I love it. I'm so pumped for Captain Toad. I haven't played it yet. I love it, though. Yeah, I haven't finished it, but I hear it's about six, six and a half hours long, whatever. Yeah. But that's irrelevant. That's in this, what in is it? The... Is it a puzzle platformer? Or... Um, it's not really a platformer. It's more oh, of a... Right. I guess there is platform elements to a degree but no it's an isometric puzzle game we have to spin the world around you know around what six hours sounds long enough for that kind of thing yeah you know some things would outstay their welcome if they were fucking 200 hours long or I don't know I'd take 200 hours of Captain <laughs> it almost reminds Captain me of Captain Town's wonderful the way that it's sap is almost like Hitman Go right yeah, that very much so yeah, yeah. cubed environment and oh, yeah, you have yeah. to spin the camera around so you can see in certain areas that you can't see from certain angles and then yeah. you have to navigate toad around the level to that's to quite cool so and I mean, it is quite repetitive. There are a lot of levels in it, but you're doing the same thing every time. You have to get, I think there's like three like diamonds or something. Yeah. And mm. then you have to find the star. Um, there's not much to it, but it's just one of those games that's so well, it, what it does, it does so well yeah, yeah. that you can't help but, I mean, I... Nintendo, isn't it? Yeah, Classic exactly, Nintendo. exactly. I mean, I loaded it up, I think it was Friday night. I was like, I've got to go to bed, but 
I just want to play a game in bed. And I, it, it was an easy one to just sit there on the game pad yeah, and yeah. just play it on that. It's not the perfect game for that. Some games are fantastic for that. Though. Yeah. Some games that just have the one really good idea mm-hmm. and they just execute it perfectly. Yeah. And Don't need to do anything needs. more. Yeah. It, it would ruin it. It would you know, ruin the, the experience you're trying to create. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's possibly, you know, when you look back and think what it is, it's probably a little bit too much if you're asking for 40 quid for a game like that. But when you think of how good it is... Yeah, I don't know, it kind of excuses it a little bit. But, no, I'm really liking it. Really liking it. But there's not much to say about it, really, because it is so, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Cut and dry. Yeah. 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 Uh, you've also been playing... I did ask you earlier, just a, a bit of peek behind the curtain there. We do speak before we record the podcast. Do we? Yeah. We don't talk all week. <laughs> and then we come in here and we just catch up. Last week you insulted me. You'd love Captain Toad Miller. Oh, dude, I played you three levels of E3 well and I loved it. it. I will play it eventually. I just need to sort my life out. But yeah, it's, I think it's... <laughs> I loved it in Super Mario 3D World when you had those bits and I'm well up for a game that dedicates... Oh, it's one just brilliant, brilliant idea. If you got a Wii U, I'd, I would recommend it. Hell yeah. But I've got to get my hands on that Excellent shit. game. Sounds fashion. Mm. Um, you've also been playing Sticks Master of Shadows. I have, and I don't know why I have. What is it? I reviewed this. Did you? I really liked it. Bloody what, good what, review, you, that. What did you give it? What did you think of it? Thanks very much, Stephen. Um... I think I give it a seven. Did you I? give it a seven? Yeah, seven, it strikes yeah. me as a seven. Yeah. I really liked it. It felt like a sort of low budget Dishonored. It felt like a good PS2 game. Uh, Does that yeah. make sense? A lot of no. that about. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, by today's standards, it's really rough and really janky. Well, and yeah, it did. It looked like, because I felt like, because te- I was playing the PC version. Technically, I mean. Or, technically, yeah, yeah. I was playing the PC version and, you know, it was like, it was 1080, 60 and everything was whacked up to ultra and whatever. But yeah, still. But it still looked like gaff though, doesn't it? It felt you? like. The character model was like a it, it felt like um, a first wave 360 game. And I did. Oh, think, that's a that's a look. <laughs> yeah. Was it called I, the outfit? The outfit. <laughs> I remember the outfit. I've got that game. And I did make the point in the in the review, I think, if I remember rightly, that um, if it had come out ten years earlier, mm. it would have it would have felt it would have been amazing. Mm. But now, after you've had Dishonored, and you had it came out after the sort of failed Thief kind of reboot as well, hmm. and it kind of felt a bit like. Uh, a, a bit like it it, it, it missed its window. Yeah, it reminds basically. me of an old PC game. You yeah, get that yeah, kind of yeah. feel from it. But decent though. I, I, th- I think people who, who like that sort of, uh, that, 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 that kind of game where it is linear, but all the levels are really cavernous and have lots of alternate paths. It's almost like a Hitman game. Almost. almost like an old, yeah. older Hitman game. Um, it's, it's bastard hard as well. Like it, it, oh, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't coddle the player at all. Um, and people who are into that kind of thing would really enjoy it for what it is, I think. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, how long? How much? How much have you played? About two hours, right. maybe. So I'm still quite early, uh, I think. You got what are you playing? Oh, I've never heard of this game. Xbox Sticks One, Master of Shadows. It's yeah. a spin-off it's from uh, that okay. RPG that came out ages ago of Orcs and Men. And it's oh, like, that game! It's the little mm. goblin. It's character a focus and game. His, like yeah, yeah, that game. So, of Orcs and Men took so long to come out that when me and Burns used to work on X360 magazine, that would go in the previews roundup. Uh, That's like of Orcs and Men with Ride to Hell. Yeah, yeah, that too. Sorry, I so bought that as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> to be fair to Sticks, I think it's a much better game than Ride to Hell. Like, but oh yeah. <laughs> But no, I, I really it's like kind of cool game. the stealth stuff and the abilities. I mean, I haven't un- unlocked many yet, but mm-hmm. you know the way it, it you can go invisible for brief periods. It of time. is really good, right up until the <laughs> right up until the point where you're like, this 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 looks familiar, and then ten minutes later you're like, this is this is this is level two backwards. Oh right, <laughs> it's the mirror worlds. And, uh, 
Yeah. That's so you get fair. to the midpoint in the game and then literally the game just starts going backwards. Uh, <laughs> like a game of golf. So half the levels <laughs> are all the previous Oh, I wish you hadn't told me that now, Jim. Well, I'm glad you have. Because yeah. you saved my time. Well, if you're ridge racing, mate, don't I see what the problem is. <laughs> well, it kind of works in racing games. It's like an extra, isn't it? You can play all the courses. So oh, yeah, you've got mirror mode. Okay. It's a track, isn't it? You yeah, exactly. It kind of works. I remember uh, being told once that the, I can't remember who said this, but uh, Populous, right? Uh, the, the, the Molyneux, you know, mm-hmm. the, the game. Right, serious faces on, we're talking about Molyneux. We're Cannot about take the mick out of Peter Molyneux. Everyone be serious. <laughs> Big boy voice. Oh, leave him He's... alone. He made some of the best games ever. <laughs> yeah. I grow up, theme hospital, theme park, black and white. I told you, convinced my dad to buy a thousand pound new PC yeah, so I could but... play black and white. I didn't have 150 meg hard drive. You know I had what? to get one. That's really weird. I convinced my dad to buy a new graphics card to play black there and white. Go, Fuck see. me. Oh, new PC Peter Molyneux is, that is confirmed. Yeah. Peter Molyneux ruining children's brains like, Dad, we're to only make getting their parents 20 spend money. Dad, we're only getting 20 frames a second on this. It's dog shit, mate. All right, son, there's 400 quid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Molyneux outside just rubbing his hands together. Black and white was great. It was so great. We're going to change the I way you buy graphics there. cards. Um, but uh, what was I talking about? Populous, yeah. Uh, I was told once that the uh, on the, the original game, there was an expansion pack that came out. And the expansion pack was like... Uh, the um, uh, so all the levels were were sort of procedurally generated, but generated from seeds, like you know, big yeah. alphanumeric strings that would you know inform the the level generator. The expansion pack was just the original seeds for the original levels reversed. <laughs> That's what? They did That's that. It generated some new shit, and they were like, "It's an expansion pack." There, there you go. go. So what? <laughs> Is it new? Yep. 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 It's um, like, you can run this podcast backwards. There you go. More podcasts. Here are the subliminal messages. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. Anyway, uh, Dave, mm-hmm. you, like Miller, have also been playing Rogue Legacy. Yeah, I haven't uh, played too much, though. I finished it now. Yeah. Well, I finished the first run of it. Yeah. Did it take you a long time? It took me 18 hours and 50 minutes. Wow. Yes. You talked if you had told me I would have put 18 hours and 50 minutes into fucking Rogue Legacy, I would have killed you. <laughs> just out of principle I feel but like... I think it's brilliant it's Simon Miller 9 out of 10 really oh yeah wow wonderful game better than Wolfstein did anyone hear review did Brett review it for us was it Brett I, no idea somebody reviewed it I don't it. pay much attention <laughs> to what Brett does <laughs> yes you do yes you right. do hold on can we, can we just take take a couple of seconds to explain what Brett's wearing today He's wearing a, uh, it looks it's like a weird. goalkeeper jersey. You know how like 90s goalkeeper jerseys had different... <laughs> the weird like puff bits in pu- it. Yeah. yeah hexagonal like, hexagonal puffs. Yeah, on the, uh, on the arms. And then it's, um, then it's like purple. It's got like some weird geometric patterns in it. And then on the front, just in, in kind of like varsity lettering, it just says the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I'm exposing myself as a, you know, as an old man here. But he walks in this morning. I just thought, get the fuck out. What does that even fucking mean? He looks like he's wearing a duvet. It does look <laughs> a bit it's like, got, like Has it got one flew over written on the back? Or? No, it's got nothing written on the back. Right, There's okay. just, you flipped just, it up. It's just words. He hates that. That just, little phrase for when you mess things up. Oh, you, you bred it up. You fipped it. You fipped it. Yeah. <laughs> you fipped <laughs> it. But no, Rogue Legacy, I think is, uh, I, you know, because it, it made all its development money back in like an hour or something. And I think it's well worth all it. Right. Where are you up to, Dave? Couldn't tell you, isn't it all the same? So well, go in the true, castle and <laughs> get some money and die. Oh, yeah. Man's been paying attention to the video. But have you killed any bosses? Uh, no, right, I don't so think very so. early on. I, I, I don't feel like I'm doing bosses. as well as I should be. Well, at I, th- all. Well, I thought that at first, but there is this. Uh, 
kind of magic moment where it all of a sudden clicks. Really? So I didn't like it for the first couple of hours, but I persevered. And then all of a sudden it clicked and I was like, oh, wait. No, I don't know. Something happens where it all starts to feel really good and you, you kind of you build these targets. So they're, not, they're not given to you by the game. In your own head, you figure out what you want to do, how you want to level up and, and how you want to go about it. And all of a sudden it just becomes this, you know, oh, this sort of constant dangling carrot that you can't mm. drop it's, that, oh, it's that's fantastic. the best kind of when when a game might makes you do that like anything that's like got you know procedural generation or open world or whatever when, when something gets in your head like that you start making your own little goals i think that's that's the perfect state to be oh in yeah in I, and i think rogue legacy does that better than anything i've ever played yeah, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt so yeah. do you like it though, at the moment i guess you're not sure because you don't exactly yeah, yeah. no i do but i, I don't know I, I really don't know what to think of it. Yeah, it's an it. odd one. Yeah, no, that makes mm. sense. But so many of my children have died. Yeah, you do, you, do, you do get attached <laughs> to certain bloodlines. What a sense as well. Imagine Especially the one that swears. Yeah, imagine, someone, uh, imagine oh, yeah. someone was drifting out of the podcast and then they came in just at that moment. <laughs> what? <laughs> All my children are dead. <laughs> All my children are but dead. But that's another, you know... Why does it take your money every time you go back in? Well, that's the whole point. That's to, to find the balance between you leveling up at a reasonable rate and not just being able to buy what you want. You do get to the point when, when you kind of do sort of, you know, increase the amount of gold you're getting a run through or how much you have to pay that dude, that's when you get... Oh, it goes up. No, you go down. So you, <laughs> I think I got it down to like, he only took 60% of what I had left. But I was also earning oh. more gold per run through. And when you oh. get that balance right, and you, that's when you start making serious cash, and that's when you actually, you know, you get to this point where you realize the castle isn't as hard as it was right. well, what I don't understand died. is who, when, when you die in the dungeon and then your, your uh, descendant comes along and has all the money you earned to give to the gatekeeper yeah. um, uh, who, who's, who's that's collect- that thing who's, that Burns goes on about who's collecting Ludo narrative stuff yeah. who, who's collecting the money that's, off the corpse yeah like, me and Playstation Access big chats about it I mean are HSBC <laughs> going in there with fucking cartel backup to oh uh, man HSBC <laughs> these days so good I didn't really worry about that when I was playing it not gonna lie I can't no. show that one slide no think think because it was a side scrolling next platformer. time think about it and you'll be like this is bullshit <laughs> right a big this think piece bullshit. on it yeah. big think piece on Rogue Legacy and uh, banking no I think it's wonderful I think it's great it's, it's... I've not played it because I hate children there you go <laughs> There you go. Why Can't argue I, with that. Although the thought of them getting killed, I don't know. Maybe I should get them. Exactly. It's, all yeah. a game about. it's a game about killing bloodlines. You should be worried about that. Mate, I've, I've that was the most mine. Peter Griffin laugh you've ever done. Yeah, it's true. Um, right. Uh, we're about to go into questions, but... Wait, uh, well, who else to... has been playing games? You only asked me. Well, I, I, we've done no, it. I've only played the I, I played Astray with you, Dave. We don't oh, need to talk right, about sorry, that. Yeah. Oh. No, we don't need to talk about that. If you want to go see what Astray is, just watch the latest two hours play on video game yeah, and TV. Yeah. It's Night at the Museum, the video game. Why did we play it? It's rubbish. Somebody told us it was scary. I, I love, Who's I loved, responsible for I that? Loved I loved... That was Tom. Um, he didn't say that earlier, did he? No, he L- denied his, that. He dumb. I loved some of the comments on that video. Um, particularly the one, what kind of museum has a demonology exhibit? Loads of them do. I don't know which one. It's a video game. Who cares if it's got a fucking goat exhibit? I don't care. But no, you can go watch that. We only talk about that now. Go watch the video. This is an advertisement now. It doesn't look very well laid out for a museum. (laughs) (laughs) It's free entry. Don't worry about it. Oh, what? Imagine them watching The Shining. Mm, This doesn't make sense. I don't think Dave and Simon were very scared. Um, well, that's a, that, that's just a, that's the best review of that game you can have. We were in the beginning. 
We were freaked out a bit. But only over the idea that we were going to get to I watched that last night and I was like, they're freaking themselves out. Exactly. (laughs) This has nothing to do with the game. It still counts. My favorite bit of that video was when you, Simon, went, "Um, why do they have to have the fucking lights off in all these games? Why can't can't this horror game be well lit? Yeah. Uh, I stand by that statement. (laughs) Look, you make a well lit horror game that's still scary and you have changed the game. What's that one? What's that one? The Shining's fucking terrifying. It's not a video game. Yeah, I know, but in terms of atmosphere yeah I, I was gonna say what about that fucking what that, that Danny Boyle film about the sun sunshine that was quite fucking well lit so anyway. <laughs> hold on hold on I've got, I've got an example well lit uh, levels in games that are unsettling condemned to when you go to see the police chief or the yeah, FBI but true, chief but that has built up this unsettlement through the use of dark it, chambers and stuff yeah but it just seems like no one's there I've like, got one you know, Chemical plant zone when you're drowning. Fuck no, off, Dave. That is well scary. We did that last week. That's tense. That's not. all the same to me. Anyway, but we are actually going to play a scary game. Yeah, we've got one on my desk. It's going to be horrific. I can't even believe you brought it in, Dave. I'm not sure I'm going to do it. That's going to be so. I don't know why I didn't burn the disc as soon as I received it. Yeah. Is it natural doctrine? Is it siren blood curse? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, you guys are. Fuck. Get midnight <laughs> get midnight mode on. Midnight mode. Every game should have it. From now on, if your game doesn't have midnight mode, zero. There are six, other games. Zero to ten. I'm, I'm trying to get Project Zero. We're just going to go back through all, all reviews now. I don't know why I'm trying to. I don't know why. You've you, you got to play it. Now. I'm doing this for these guys listening, yeah, not for true. me. Right. Uh, we've still got a competition. The, fe- the February competition is still running. Uh, so the theme is dream gaming crossovers. Dream. Oh dear. <laughs> <Where was laughs> make that your going? box art, make your videos, write each other's your fix, whatever you want to do. There's a thread on videogamer.com on the forums. Uh, I can't remember what I called it, but you'll see it. Um, <laughs> When's it, it closed, Jim? People want to know. Well, who said we weren't professional? I don't, don't know when it closes. I have no idea. I think I think we will keep Close it open. On, that closes at the end of this week. It's end of February. Oh, it? it's end of February. Yeah, I was going to say, well, well, let's, let's just keep it open until such times as Tom tells me to close it. Um, but yeah, end of this week then. And uh, we've got lots of questions, so let's batter through them. First of all, friend of video gamer Tom Bickmore asks... Tom Bickmore! Bickmore! Um, if we get that order sequel, should they make it a few hours longer or just more interactive? Should they sacrifice visuals? They can't sacrifice visuals now, because nah, that's his trump nah, card. They've set the bar all they'll do is that come out. It'll be the best game I pick up. But it looks fucking shit. I can't believe fucking rubbish, too. I turn... So they have to keep that going. I'd take a seat. I want to play the original one. I would play the sequel. I mean, I guess like Burns said, they'll Assassin's Creed it. So you keep everything that you've done well in place and then insert the stuff that you mm. want. Um, I don't think it matters if it comes out in six hours. Like I said, if you, if you play a game for six hours and it's the best thing you've ever played... Then, Ten inch two. Then, you know, potentially, if you added a couple of more hours onto it, you would ruin the experience. Maybe the reason the experience is so good mm. is because it's so well paced and so well lengthed, which is not a word. I've just mm. made it up. Um, so no, I think uh, <laughs> is that is that cinematic experience part of what makes the order though? Does the order mm-hmm. need those cinematics to be the order? Can it be a twelve-hour game? It, I think it does. I think it does. But um, you can have. I think the ratios are all wrong. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's it's it's, it's the ratio is a, pe- a fucking piece of Nutella on toast. Like if you've got like the Nutella is great, but if you've got an inch fucking thick spread of Nutella, it's going to be disgusting. It's going to be too rich. It's going to be. You, it's the ratios. Yep. No. That's what people don't get about cooking. It's about the flavor Nutella. ratios. No, yeah? you're right. Yeah, I get what you it's, mean. It's not about the. Uh, it's not about what's in it. It's about how much of one thing you've got compared to something. Nah, else. always loads of tomato ketchup. <laughs> always. See that for me fucks it. So well done. You just 
prudent point there. Yeah. So, um, it yeah. It's more game and he's less of walking around, sitting yeah. in meetings, because, fucking yeah. talking about shit. I don't think that the cutscenes were terrible. I think it was just too much of it compared to how much game there was. And I'm not, I don't mind fucking interactive cutscenes, QTs, whatever you want to call them. I don't mind. So them. much. I mean, I've always saw that as a way of, uh, you know, right, we, we need to tell you a story that's linear. Like, we, we need to give you a bit of plot here, but we're also giving you something to do. So it's in, in a way they're doing you a favor. But, um, yeah. Shenmue, right? Shenmue. Everyone wants Shenmue 3. Shenmue had all that Shenmue's stuff. all the piss, mate. Um, oh, whoa, right. Whoa, right. <laughs> that's it. we got to stop. We've got to uh, take a break. Right. Uh, next, uh, try Sarah Tops. That's a, that's a clever username. There. I like that. That's good. Uh, that is really good. Uh, she asks, what game did nostalgia trick you into thinking was good, but... Half-Life 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All of them. All the games? Oh, shit. Yeah. No, they were crap. The games that you realized were crap when you played them as an adult. I, I hate Half-Life 2. Oh, there was one recently. Well, I really? oh, well, I don't, you mean when I played as a kid? Yeah, and I went, yeah. oh, right, I thought you meant the people yeah, that yeah. said it was amazing and then I went and played. And was You're like, going to get fucked for that Half-Life 2 line, by the way. <laughs> I, I made a video called Five Things I Hate My Half-Life. I don't care. Come at me, internet. I don't give a shit. I don't think Half-Life 2 is all that. No, I don't. I, think I much prefer the original game. Yep. Um, I don't know what... To, I, I liked all the games I played as a kid. I tell you what mm. was rubbish. When you went back to stuff like Turtles in... Um, well, not Turtles <laughs> in Time, the Turtles Arcade Machine or the Simpsons Arcade Machine, you realise they're about a minute long. You, and you remember having these sort of awesome memories of yeah. putting pound after pound into arcade machines, and in <laughs> well, reality, all, they weren't yeah. that long. You know, I was always said. hypercritical, even as a kid. So <laughs> you, know, you can just imagine can Bart versus the Space Mutants on the NES. No, every, but everyone knew that was game. piss. It was impossible. I love that, that game just because it was because it was The Simpsons. Yeah. But you know, it was but I could never game. understood why I can never was level three, and now yeah. I'm, I'm old. I realised because it was just it was incredibly, incredibly hard. Every the only Mega Drive game that's that stood the test of time to me is Rollo to the Rescue. So uh, is this a fucking joke? I'll yeah. flip this question slightly because I I was slightly older when this came out. But Simpsons Hit and Run, I see a lot of comments from people who I think are younger going, oh, "I really want another Simpsons Hit and Run game." Do you remember that? It was, that was, like, it was piss. It, it was crazy piss. Taxi though, right? it was, I love it. Was that game. yeah, it was almost GTA like meets Crazy Taxi. Yeah. I love yeah. That game. You loved it. Yeah. See, I thought it was rubbish. That's got a per- that's, that is one of the first Christmas presents my wife ever bought me, though. But I think so. it was a gift. Oh, I yeah. think it was one of those games Brilliant. that kids got because they couldn't play GTA. <laughs> yeah, so now they think... And so that, now yeah. they think, I want to see if it's run sequel because it's going to be amazing. I think the and question like, is... Yeah, the, I think the question has almost been is a little misinterpreted there. Not by us. In the, it's <laughs> oh, not, no, I said... Uh, no, this no, is not much by you, asking, Dave. It, in, because you generally know, like kids know, because they're so intuitive, they know when things, you know, don't work as well as other games. Like, remember playing those old platformers like Zool and thinking, oh, come on now. That was but rubbish. I think, I think it's less about, yeah, I think when you think about uh, people, say the hit and run guys, when they're thinking, oh, yeah, they want, it's not that they missed, it's not that they wanted a game, that they thought a game was good because of nostalgia, it's that they want the things around it that. Or were good the, the things in their life that were good at that yeah time. So a lot of it ties into how they're feeling which is what nostalgia is isn't it like you know it's you know it's a, a hankering mm. for a time that it doesn't exist anymore and for probably for good reasons but uh yeah i always used to think games are shit <laughs> i right here's a game that i played that i i remember playing on amiga and i remember thinking this is fucking piss total recall i'm sure it was on amiga oh I bet if I played Adidas Power Soccer now, I think it was rubbish. Oh, I thought it was but shit. I loved it. It at used the time. to make me laugh hysterically, but right. then I also used to laugh hysterically when in the Need for Speed, as in the first one, 
you could go into the car engines and click on one of them and it would say Wankel engine. And that, you know, that was enough for... Uh, it would say what? Because the, the type of engine it's called is called the Wankel engine. And so <laughs> that, that was kind of that for me. Right, I, th- I think we need to cut that off before it goes any further. Uh, Katie, Shut up! Katie Stubbs asks, uh, what are you guys looking... What are you... I can't fucking speak today. What are you guys looking forward to seeing at Bethesda's E3 conference? Fallout 4, Fallout 4, isn't it? Fallout Rogue, 4. Ro- Wolfenstein, the new order 2. You I reckon? Mean, <laughs> I don't want to see that shit. There'll be a new Wolfenstein. No, but you think that'll be there? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. I thought you, you said Wolfenstein and the I Order like 2. Then. And I was like, what? That. Wolfenstein, the newer order. But if they don't announce two massive games either, so Doom 4 and... Well, Doom 4, uh, well they'll show Doom. It's going to be Doom 4 and, and Fallout, Fallout 4. 4. If they don't it? do that when they're having their own conference, then they are... Maybe they Dishonored too. to have shit The only reason Bethesda are going to do their first fucking keynote speech at E3 ever is because they've got fucking massive things to announce. Exactly. And the only massive things they've got to announce on that list is either going to be a new Elder Scrolls or a new Fallout. They can't do be Elder Scrolls because it's too much now. Yeah, need a yeah. break from Elder Scrolls. Yeah, they fucked Elder Scrolls. And you've never so. seen Prey 2. you never seen... I saw the debut unveiling of Prey 2 and everyone sat there and went, oh, it looks so fucking good. And I went, no, it doesn't. It's fucking shit. And I called it that it would die on its ass and it did. So Prey 2 was bollocks. Rogue Warrior 2, baby. Yeah, I'll take Honestly, oh. in, in Burns Dreamland, we're sitting there, as we always do at these things, you and I, Miller, laughing away at how ridiculous they are where everyone's going, ah, <laughs> clappy like seals and we're laughing our fucking tits off. And then, bang, <laughs> They're like, okay, guys. So they've revealed Doom. Mickey Rourke comes out. And then, yeah. So, go fuck. And then that's the end of it. Rogue Warrior 2 coming fall 2015. Do you want... I just go, yeah. <laughs> Do you want an amazing quick story about Mickey Rourke that does yes. contain wrestling, but 100%. I keep it very, very short. So Mickey Rourke was, uh, you know when he did the wrestler movie yeah. and then they got him in to do the WrestleMania the following year when he was meant to fight Chris Jericho. Okay. And they said, probably best you don't get in a match because you're up for the Oscar and it probably, but you can get, you can go there and stuff. <laughs> it's true because wrestling is looked at like carny folk. Um, so they did a bit with, just to try and promote the event with uh, Chris Jericho and Mickey Rourke on Larry King Live. And Mickey Rock genuinely believed that Chris Jericho wanted to kick his ass. You can look it up now. Just type that into YouTube and you, you can watch it. And Mickey Rock was so scared that he was going to turn up to WrestleMania where, you know, wrestlers do their thing and get beaten up by Chris Jericho that he got some uh, MMA fighters to come along with him just in case what? he got jumped. So that sums up Mickey Rock's state of mind. Uh, He's Mickey not the Rourke. most confident or sane of people. Anyway, Good lad, moving on. Good lad, Mickey Rock. Thanks for that, Katie. Uh, Jenny Ann M asks, uh, imagine it's 1999. Rubbish here uh, for uh, No, but, great one, mate. Uh, that's the whole question. Just imagine it's 1999. Thanks very much, Jenny. No, yeah. um, the games that changed your life up until that point must be better than Dave's, right? Well, this is about a tweet. Oh, we need to recap, don't we? Yeah. So uh, I was going through a load of old games magazines, which, by the way, are a load of old wank. Old magazines are rubbish. No, hold on. Hold on. Golden Era CVG still is objectively good. I tell you, Fish you, Nintendo magazine at one point was really funny. You go back to that question Arcade. about what games did you play as a kid that you loved and now you think are rubbish. Games magazines. That's what it is. Games magazines are rubbish. Arcade magazine I used to love because it was a bit... It seemed... It was It was always tweeny. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you know how tweens love like stuff that makes them feel a little bit older but anyone above that age thinks what the fuck is this? If you got problem, Arcade was that. If you've got a problem with games journalism it. now, go and read these magazines. Yeah. Video Gamer... <laughs> in the back of whatever mag it was. Oh, yeah. And it was just a picture of someone from... De- not not much has changed. A picture of someone from Dead or Alive. And it's like... What oh, was the strap? Oh, I don't know. But it's essentially 90% of games magazines in the 90s were about women's boobs. And then some of it tangentially was about video games. 
rubbish. Honestly. Anyway, <laughs> in one of these magazines Direct I was ratio. flipping through from 1999, it's Dreamcast magazine. It's a competition. I think it's put it like some awards thing. Top 10 games that have changed your life. Number five, Sega Bass Fishing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why? But why didn't have I... people love Sega Bass Fishing? Well, did. apparently I did. Well, yeah, but didn't people I go love Sega Bass like... Fishing? Yeah, number five game that changed your life, Miller. <laughs> How <laughs> did Sega Bass Fishing change my life? Because it made you realise you want to be a fisherman. What was the number <laughs> one? Though? Though? I, think the, fish. I think the list Dave, is what fundamentally was it? flawed. What was it number eight? Num- FIFA 2000 on PC. <laughs> But I do remember playing the Soul Campbell on the cover. I do remember playing that, sitting there, parents' PC, yeah, keyboard. Oh, man. Amazing. Number one was Sonic Adventure. uh, That's piss. The list is fundamentally flawed because if you can think of 10 games that have actually, actually, think about the phrase, changed your life. That's a pretty fucking sad existence, isn't it? I, mean, well, I don't yeah. know. Games in general probably changed my life because here I am today talking about video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If games but, didn't change my life. But not fucking life. 10 of them. Anyway. So do they, um, I can think of like pivotal moments in my gaming life, which would be... It does have to be pre-1999. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Ocarina of Time's only one pre-1999, really. Probably Super Mario That wasn't Brothers even on my list. World. Can you believe that? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> but one of the Mario games as well. Like moments that I remember you yeah. know, vividly because of the video game. But I don't think everyone ever came along when I was like, my gosh... My life has changed. I can do it's, three. Uh, Frontier Elite easy. 2 for me. Yeah. Uh, and three. then because I can't have Morrowind, I'll put Daggerfall. Yeah. Uh, Ocarina of Time, Super Mario World, and probably Link to the Past as well. Mm. Two uh, Zelda games. Resident Evil, Metal Gear Solid, and so Isis Pro 98, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> good game, that. Isis, well, classic game. Isis Pro Evolution. Depending on who came out, Superstar may pop soccer. in there. If I could change that list right. now, I would totally would. That list was no, it's much funny like this. Nah, yeah, that list yeah. was rubbish. It was. I did catch the biggest fish though. Damn. Yeah, right, you did. Fish did you have the uh, the thing? I did. I had a little reel yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want a load of Dreamcast controllers because of that. Right. Amazing. Last couple. Um, Malcolm Barsclap. <laughs> Barsclap. <laughs> Sorry, Malcolm. Jim. We've just insulted your name in the non-edited version of the Video Gamer Podcast. Bars. <laughs> Barsclap isn't his name. <laughs> you know, what is Jim? You guys know what the bars is, right? No. It's the, basically the perineum, the space between the balls and the arse, the bars. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I played Majora. This is. This, uh, we don't need to answer this. I played Majora's Mask with the 3D up full. Shortly afterwards, there was blood in my stool. <laughs> This man's man not taking this podcast seriously. Joe, got a Joe fast ask. Can I have a hug? No. Uh, die by the gourd asks. We need to quick fire them because we spent too long doing this fucking podcast. We've got other yeah, things to do. That's well, fun, Jim. Die, by, die by the gourd asks. How many Daves would it take to kill Miller? Seven. Quite a few. Uh, Seven. Andrew Fairburn Seven. asks. What are the ramifications of Sackboy being over a hundred years old? He's a cock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But. Um, perhaps he was some sort of like alternate 18th, uh, 19th yep. century flashlight. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, Sean Daniels asks, could Galahad be a vampire? No reflections in the order, you no, see. No, that's, uh, uh, that's just... No, that's just... That's technology. Um, and lastly, Andy M, <laughs> uh, aka at wrongheaded. I followed, I followed Andy M on Twitter for years. He's a massive cunt. Um, <laughs> what's the best short game you've ever played? Cadence 2. He, he, he actually says brackets Kane and Lynch 2 for me there so we go found a, found what's a, a short game there. Like what, uh, Sonic 2 The Dark Knight on iOS portal there we go right bye uh, yeah, so that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> if you're not paying for it, uh, and there will be more that's podcasts. like a punch in the face. That was. There will be your time. Can I just say that everyone, I love you very much. There will be and more. And also, podcasts. be excited. More exciting stuff later. coming. But now I've got to go and do a wee. 
Okay. All right. Bye. Right, you go for a wee. We'll do the extra bit. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.